I am recording now. So, anything, then now the show can start. Okay, 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 okay. It's happening. First of all, I want to welcome everybody who is listening to this show because they heard me interview Molly Lambert last week. That was pretty cool, right, Chloe, Brian? Yes, that was extremely cool. Chloe Bryan of Mashable.com. Hello. Fashion editor? Style icon? What is your title there now? Neither of those words are in my title, but that's amazing that you think so. (laughs) If you had a business card. Yeah, if you had a business card that said style icon, comma, (laughs) mashable.com. It would be like a like a tailored to my interests version of like SEO ninja. Yeah, exactly. Those like LinkedIn job titles are. Jesus, SEO ninja. Could you imagine? Just like the depths of depravity that <laughs> SEO Ninja gets up to, like in his spare time. I can honestly. I think I I'm imagining now an SEO Ninja just like reading a book before bed, and just like like he shuts the book and puts his bookmark in it, and he's like, "I love my life as an SEO Ninja," and he like <laughs> switches out the light, <laughs> the contentment. It's honestly really amazing. <laughs> You know, Chloe, you would not be the first person to start the show by telling me I have a too negative view of humanity. Did I tell you that? Just just now with your words, your and your actions you did. You were like You were like ease up on SEO Ninja Colby's probably happy. Oh no. Well, first of all, I I respect the SEO Ninja as a person, but as a as a job title, I don't necessarily respect anything with Ninja in it that goes on LinkedIn. Yeah. And I don't think you have too negative a view of humanity. I think you have a positive view of humanity. Thank you. Thank you. You're it's welcome. sort of a, a love the player, hate the game kind of situation with it. Yeah. SEO Ninja. I feel that. Yeah. But we're, you know... Between what we're about to do today and what you and I have historically talked about on this Young Persons Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn every Sunday uh, is I think we, I am like forcing you to become a music writer. (laughs) Honestly, that's great. As someone who used to write detailed um, American Idol recaps in middle school, it's a dream come true for me. Wait, really? Did you do that? Yeah, dude, I had like this whole notebook. And I would, I had this like ranking system and I would rate every performance on like this really elaborate scale. And then I would like, like weigh it based on what performance slot they gave them. Cause I would like be on the forums all the time and everyone would like get mad if like Diana DeGarmo got the last slot two weeks in a row. Cause it meant they were trying to like, you know how like if you see someone's performance last and then voting starts it's freshest in your mind yeah so you're more likely to call in and vote for them right people would get mad about that and say like oh the producers have favorites so I I would use that in the scale as well and then try to predict who would get voted off this was like a full wide ruled notebook oh my god you and you were in middle school Mm, maybe not middle school maybe like Fifth grade, fifth okay. and sixth grade was the peak. Okay, is that sure. that's not middle school, is it? That's no, like, is that still elementary school? That's uh, well, I think it. 
I think it is still elementary school. I think fifth grade is usually like last year of elementary school. But I guess like I what I'm really marveling at is your like mathematical approach to this. I know it was a lot of time. It was a lot of time. Yes. But and I wasn't even right most of the time. Uh-huh. I think I just wanted I re, that was like my first like meaningful community experience online right. was like actually no maybe neopets was but that was like okay the first time i would like go on like forums and like oh yeah gone and be like you're how did you come up with this yeah and get really like irritated with like clay Aiken lover 47 about <laughs> yeah. who they thought was gonna win well were you on the official fox.com forum for american idol i was and yes. American Idol for a long time was like the number one show in the country. Like oh, it yeah. was huge. And they didn't own AmericanIdol.com. The website was <laughs> idolonfox.com. They didn't buy the website. <laughs> that Isn't is, that nuts? That is incredible. <laughs> that someone had AmericanIdol.com and they were like, not giving it up. And Fox was like, fine, <laughs> keep it. Okay. And they came up with that bullshit. Like, I mean, I think right now, if I were to type Idol on Fox, like I, I've typed it so many times, I think it would feel like home to me, you know? Yeah. So it it was not that much later than this that I was a member of the Fox.com message boards for House and, <laughs> yes, you guessed it, 24. No. Monday and Tuesday nights on Fox, they had me. Wow. Well, I was there Tuesday, Wednesday. Right. We we were probably on the boards at the same we time. Yeah, we were probably on the boards at the same time, probably overlapping in in uh, in uh, time spent. Oh my god! I wish I could remember my username. I know, me too. But I I did have an uh, AOL Instant Messenger screen name. Yeah. Um, it was like Idol Idol Rocks My Sock like <laughs> zero four. And the, I think maybe the most embarrassing moment of my entire life was when uh, we had to write down like a screen name as a fun fact in, in a middle school class. Uh-huh. And I like, that was the only one I had. So I wrote it down and I just thought it was like a fun anonymous question. And then she, the teacher started going through the names and she read it out loud and everyone laughed. And I was <laughs> like, oh yeah, oh my God, so embarrassing. <laughs> and it was me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure, I'm sure yours was less embarrassing than that. Especially I don't know. You were a 24 fan. I mean. Oh yeah, but my yeah. It was probably like it was probably like yeah. Jack Bauer kicks ass seventy one. <laughs> Terrorists are. I remember. Yeah, yes. Oh god. I um. I remember at the time like the narrative around twenty four being like you know, this is a conservative show. And me in like my, you know, nascent like teen years being like, I don't know. I don't know how how political this show gets. And I, I watched an episode of it because it was like free on Prime a year or so ago. And I was like, this is propaganda. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like, I don't know if it's just like I caught them at a bad moment. I was watching the first episode of the second season. And I was like, this is just... This is feeding into every like 
fear that Americans had about Middle Eastern people after 9-11. It was like every Middle Eastern character was bad. Every white character was good. It was like, um, oh, it was awful. Brutal. I guess, that is its, I, I guess I knew that that was its reputation, but I, I also did not register that as no. like a fifth grader. Like my parents watched it, yeah. but I think I was more like, I, I guess the thing that was more interesting about it to me, like as a kid who never watched it, who I mean, sometimes I saw the first five minutes after the American Idol results show. Yeah, exactly. You saw the countdown clock. Yeah, well, I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, this is like a cool format. And like, that's why people like it. It, it didn't is... like occur to me that any of that other stuff was happening, which now seems like so obvious. But as oh, like, yeah. a, a kid, I was like, cool. The, the like the hook of it being like, oh, this stuff happens in real time is legit, like really cool that they it's cool that they did that, that the story goes that the show was the first time that those guys pitched a show that was like events un- unfolding in real time. It was going to be a rom-com about like a rom-com series about the day leading up to a wedding. Oh, that's so much better. Over the course of development, they, like, changed it to be, like, you know, an action show in the wake of, like, everything, Uh, which is, like, crazy. And I... uh, Like a real 180. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know how the same people can write both of those shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's some confidence to be, like, I have the range to do both of these things. Yeah, exactly. A, a network. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe the first one was was bad, but I will say this. I am dying to see that version of 24. Would it still be called 24? <laughs> I was it, hope was it originally so. called 24? I don't know about the title, but uh, I hope it was just called 24. Me too. And it was like 24 Wait, hours. A, Go ahead, yeah. I have a question about the plot of 24. Is... Chloe O'Brien, who's almost me. Yes. Jack Bauer's love interest. So, no, they are friends only, but they kind of love each other in a very, like, uh, familial way. Okay. Just because she's, you know, the only one who stands by him through thick and thin. But. Okay, okay. I was wondering if maybe they were the, the original duo in the rom-com version but that doesn't sound like it holds water based on what you're saying. no so chloe o'brien was added several seasons in um and was just like a a uh like a, a gamer uh, uh, pretty much where like she was just like on the computer all the time just like they have Marilyn rice cub who's like a really funny stand-up comedian play her and she just like does all this fake typing and has to like yell into a headset for years oh that's amazing <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, but anyway, she helps Jack out and, uh, uh, you know, that kind of bonds them together. But you are here to talk about Taylor Swift because, uh, last night we're recording this on Friday, it's airing on Sunday, and then it's a podcast on Monday. But last night, our girl dropped a surprise 16 song album. And she did. I tell you what, I was surprised. Were you? Did you know this was coming? I was coming? surprised. No, not at all. I was, um, so there, uh, I was on Twitter as I often am. And a couple hours before Taylor Swift said she was releasing, releasing the album, 
there's another person named Taylor, who's a New York Times reporter, who said that she puts rubbing alcohol on her face like three times a day for skincare. And so she tweeted this and was like, is this bad for your skin? And it is bad for your skin. So people were like responding to her about that. And my friend texted me, so what do you think about Taylor? And I responded like, yeah, I don't think that's good for your skin. (laughs) And they were like, what? And then I looked on Twitter and it was, I I was met with the, with the Taylor Swift news. Yeah. Which is very uh, exciting. And then, then I, I freaked out properly. But no, I didn't expect it at all. Especially because she posted something in April that said not a lot going on. And to me, that feels dishonest in retrospect. Yeah, it was a misdirect. It was. There was so much going on. Also, like, the guy from The National is, like, he's, he like was outright, like, yeah, we started this in April. Oh, my God. He, like, did told... you see the... Go ahead. Did you see the thing that was, like, oh, I hope this wasn't a joke because I'm just about to repeat it. <laughs> um, his, like, he has, like, a little daughter, and she asked him... Like, oh, dad, do you know Taylor Swift? And he had like a, he couldn't disclose that he was working on the project with her. So he was like, no, I don't know her. And they were like (laughs) working together every single day. (laughs) I think that rules. (laughs) Yeah, it's like he he couldn't. (laughs) He couldn't tell his own daughter. He couldn't reveal even to his daughter. I don't know, maybe his daughter is, like, really, you know, she's, like, a, she can't be trusted. She, like, gives up her sources. Maybe she's a journalist, a bad one. Maybe she's a bad journalist. I mean, I do feel like, I guess, legally binding secrets are a different thing, but I sure. do feel, in general, that when someone tells someone else a secret, they tell one person, and then the next person, like, there's no actual way right. to keep it secret. There's so no if, real if containing I, it, yeah. And when, exactly. you know, his daughter is named like, like Lila or something. And she's like, Lila's going to tell someone in her class and someone in her class could be anybody. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So if, if there were someone, if, if I felt comfortable telling my one person, I would probably tell my eight-year-old daughter, but yeah. I guess I understand why he didn't. Yeah. Also, what does she know? She knows, my daddy knows Taylor Swift. It stops there. Maybe they met at a party. That's true. They could have breathed the same air once. I mean, if I were in the same room as Taylor Swift once, I'd be like, I did meet her. <laughs> we met. Yes, we met. We spoke. <laughs> Some we of my a... CO2 was near her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I didn't know this was coming. It was a complete shock. And true to form, I feel like we should take this uh, just like moment by moment. True to form, she uses the new album as an excuse to completely overhaul her aesthetic. Yeah. And now it's, uh, like, somebody put it on Twitter. It's like she saw an Ari Aster movie. (laughs) (laughs) She loves porn. That's my thing now. (laughs) I actually saw a lot of people calling it cottagecore. Yes. And I don't, I actually don't know if I agree with that. Mm, I, I feel like just because someone's in a field doesn't mean it's cottagecore. Like if, yeah. if she's singing about making simple syrup in a, <laughs> you know, in her shed or whatever, like that's uh-huh. a different thing. But there's no, like, I feel like to be truly cottagecore, there is that like sort of homesteady element to it. 
Yeah, there is a little more like I feel like the closest she ever got to cottagecore was was uh, performing Mean on the Grammys that year, where she like dressed up in that like homesteader gown. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't think I've seen that. Oh man, I might. Have I actually to. hate the, I hate that song. It's probably my least favorite Taylor Swift song. Okay, go off, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be mean. <laughs> But no, I've never seen that. It, it, it does sound like something she would do. Okay, in that yeah. Era. So she, yeah, she like has a banjo and she's like playing. Oh, this is uh, this is a great picture that I just found. So for everyone at home, I'm about to share my screen with Chloe Bryan, and she's about to see because I know you all know what I'm talking about when I'm referencing the Grammys in 2011, 2012, <laughs> probably. So can you see okay. this? This is oh, like wow. This is like she read. She like saw the the Tom Joad, the ghost of Tom Joad. Or the, no, what's the what's the Tom Joad thing? Grapes of Wrath. She saw Grapes of Wrath and was like, "Let's do this in color and with me." <laughs> That's like a pretty good summary of just the whole deal. The the <laughs> decade of Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never seen this. This is this is interesting. I mean, they could have changed Splash Mountain to be like this. <laughs> what does the dairy thing say? It says, I don't know. It looks like it says utter dairy. Utter something dairy. Utter something that's, dairy, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. That's not my thing, but I, I respect it as an aesthetic. Yeah. I feel like the thing that people have been like waiting for her to do forever is like do her like stripped down country return to roots album. Like mm-hmm. she brings in Rick Rubin and, and sings about uh, um, being bisexual or something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> is like what people want. I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself. What did you think of the album <laughs> in general? I, I really like the album. I, I think this is what I, this is what like my, my pipe dream Taylor Swift album would have been. Okay. In 2011. Oh, sure. Okay. Gotcha. Like, wh- I don't know. You, you know, like when you, you get really attached to an artist and, you know, you hear their voice a lot and you're like, oh, I, I would love to hear them on like, I, I saw something that was like a, like a 2010 Sufjan Stevens album or something yeah. <laughs> like that would have been my big dream. And uh-huh. I think it's like, for, to me, it's exciting because it feels like an achievement <laughs> for me. Personally. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that like, I, I think it's a good like indie pop album. I've listened to it four times, so I don't I don't feel very authoritative about it. Okay, yeah. Well I mean, you know, it's only it's been out for not even twenty four hours at this point. So this is rough impressions. But yeah, I mean I like it. I think it's like really amazing storytelling. I think it's I love when she and I've always loved this about her when she shifts perspectives and I love that there are are multiple songs that tell the same story from different perspectives and I love that her fans are 
interpreting that like in a queer way I think that's like an amazing conversation that people are having and I, I, think, I yeah. think a lot of the songs are really beautiful like I, I love it so far I definitely have favorites and oh yeah I definitely think it is and I thought this about Lover as well that it's a little bit too long mm-hmm. but I also appreciate that she's like making things that are too long because I think that when she's super indulgent she makes like really good stuff yeah okay so i could get on board with that my initial reaction was like this could have been a really tight 10 songs uh but instead we have some clunkers on here what are the clunkers i'm Uh, opening my spotify and my history says only taylor swift (laughs) that's the kind of day i've had i think mad woman is kind of meh Oh, interesting. See, that's that's one that I feel like is pretty, it's it's a little less removed from like Taylor Swift drama. Like that, that song to me is about like Kim Kardashian. Yeah. And I'm, I just don't, I don't know that I want to hear about that anymore yeah, I know. as much. Yeah. It's like, I like celeb beefs are like kind of fun in hip hop, but like, I feel like they are less fun in like earnest indie pop settings like this. Yeah, and then, well, yeah, the rest of the the album is there's such a like uh, I mean, in, in in an interesting way, there's a, a folkloric element to it. Oh, to, to this album called Folklore. <laughs> but yeah, that that one just seems a little more like the man, the sequel. Yeah, you know? yeah, which is like, I don't know. This is kind of opening up a whole conversation about Taylor Swift's. Uh, understanding of feminism. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Which we're never quite sure about. Yeah. I think, I think she, I don't know. Yeah, maybe we It's should. hard to speculate. <laughs> we can't speculate. speculate. We, we simply can't. One thing I think we can all agree on is that uh, the title Cardigan is stupid, but the song is amazing. Why is the title stupid? <laughs> I just think it's like, if you're going for this, like, Bonnie Vare, like, uh, uh, I'm out in the woods thing, it's like a little too on the nose to call a song Cardigan. Personally. Oh, that's interesting. But uh, I love the song. The song is is a Lana Del Rey song, which is why we both love it. I think it, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's why we both are really into it. But I actually really like the the name. Okay. I, I love the idea of, of Taylor Swift being like Alana Del Rey, who's not um, disillusioned, like a really earnest Lana Del Rey. Yeah. Because Lana has that like, this like really deep understanding of persona. Right. And definitely like some ironic detachment, I guess. But definitely. I don't think, I don't think Taylor has that. And no. so for like a, like a, yeah, just a really earnest Lana Del Rey song is, is cool to hear for me. And that is sort of embodied by like this garment that can't be worn ironically. Like you, you can't yes. wear a cardigan ironically. That's, that's a really good point. <laughs> but it's very pretty. It's so pretty. I think there is like a whole, there is probably a like good playlist length uh, collection of songs where she kind of tries on her peers' styles. 
uh-huh. like she does Lana on this one. I feel like she there was there was one that we used to talk about with Lover that was like a Lana song. Also, there's like definitely a track on there that's like kind of Lana influenced. Oh, um, okay. I'm gonna look at Lover. I'm gonna fi- let's figure out what that is. And um, Lord is like all over 1989. Well, that's because of Jack Antonoff, though, right? Well, it could be. Could be. I actually have never thought that about 1989 before. Huh, interesting, interesting. What what song? two paths diverged in a yellow wood and Chloe Bryan and I stood on opposite ends. <laughs> Beautiful story. <laughs> I I think um you know uh oh my god which one? August. Yeah. On folklore that yeah. um I think even some of the the like chord progressions are the same. Um you ever listen to Hatchy? Sure. I, that that to me is super hatchy, and I I was trying to figure it out earlier, um, and that's that's what it reminds me of. Which is, the Hatchy album is amazing, like mm-hmm. such good pop music, um, but it also reminds me of um, this band um, Azure Ray that I used to listen to in like the mid aughts, just like sort of like uh, like like kind of gentle driving beats and like. A little bit monotone, but in like a in like a whimsical way. I, I used to love them, and that song really reminded me of them. Yeah. Which is another way that I think like this. This is an album from two thousand seven. Yeah. Which is, and I mean, Cardigans. I'm not gonna go back to Cardigans, but they were pretty big in two thousand seven. That's true. Yeah. It's look. I'm I'm willing to concede this point. <laughs> I I think like in my most in my wildest dreams in like my my big generous like interpretation of me understanding Taylor Swift's brain, which I absolutely don't. <laughs> I like I would love for this to be like the album she like wanted to make when she was younger. But yes. For, but that other forces prevented her from making. Definitely. I mean it's cool that, I think one of the cool things about this thing for me is that she can still kind of do this at this point, like that she does not feel trapped in the like 1989 to reputation to lover like progression that she was in for a little while. Like this is not mm. really, this is not the poppiest <laughs> she's ever no. been. Not at all. It's very, it's, it's mature. It's mature. Did you say mature? Like, not cha, but ta. Yeah, mature. Mature. Where did, <laughs> is that like a regional thing? Why do know. some people say mature? I, I do not say it that way in my uh, like waking life, uh, but I remember very clearly having an English teacher say oh it. Oh my God, I was literally just about to say I had a teacher who said it, and I was yes. like, where do you learn that? It used to drive me crazy because I was like, you're doing this on per- like you're a- this is an affectation. You don't really say this. You hear us say mature. Why are you insisting on this? Right, because have you ever heard it? I've never heard it in like a TV show or a movie or never. a song. So weird. You have to do this as an investigation. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. Oh no, we're so angry. <laughs> is that immature? Yeah, this is, yeah, it's immature. This is drive time radio now. <laughs> That's just screaming about stuff. <laughs> um, 
Okay, best tracks on this thing. I think the first two songs blow me away. Uh, and the last couple, I think, are also very good. Betty to Peace to Hoax. Oh, my gosh. I can't even. I, I'm not. I haven't latched on to Peace or Hoax yet. Gotcha, gotcha. I like. I really like Betty. Betty is really fun. I think it's great. I also love August, which we already Mm -hmm. talked about. Yeah, I like how orchestral it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a good driving song. Yeah. Definitely. You're meant to see natural things when you listen to it, you know? I also love August because my birthday is in August. Yes, yes. Um... I think I will really like Mirrorball because I like the concept. Yeah. And I think it's it's interesting. I don't know, like, as, as like a self-reflection for her. I think mm-hmm. it's like a, an interesting song to make, but I also haven't listened to it enough to know. Yeah. Love Cardigan. Yeah. Um, and I am, I'm wondering how you feel about Exile now because you said earlier when we were talking that you didn't like it. <laughs> I... Uh, I think I'm warming up to it. Um, my question for you about Exile was going to be if you think this is the best duet she's ever done. Oh, I don't know. Like best track what, of what hers. What are her that, other duets? Well, there was the one with Ed Sheeran. Uh, yeah, not that. Uh, which sucks. And I feel like there yeah. was that. Oh, that song is so bad. Um, I feel like she <laughs> does. Uh, well, there was. There was the last time. Gary Lightbody oh. of Snow Patrol. Of Snow Patrol, oh, to be of <laughs> Snow Patrol <laughs> is the dream. Yeah, that I actually kind of like that song. Honestly. Really? Okay. <laughs> there was also uh, "Safe and Sound" featuring the Civil Wars. <laughs> oh, that's a nice song. That's probably in the. That's the front runner for me. That's better than those other two, I think. I, I think this is her best one then. This this one I feel like is more in the um the walking on a string tradition mm-hmm. of duets. Yes. Oh, and let's not forget me featuring Brendan Urie. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually have put a lot of I I feel emotional effort into liking that song and I uh-huh. almost got there. <laughs> and then I imagined it in an old Navy commercial, and now I can never like it. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It's an, it's an old Navy song. Yeah, it's an old Navy song for sure. Um, I remember that song coming out and watching the video and being like, "This is the dumbest video." I wonder if I had just like heard it on the radio, if I had been more open to it earlier. But the video just like crushed it for me. Yeah, for me. Also- e- e- <laughs> oh no. <laughs> It's also so hard because, like, no matter how much work you do with that song and and your relationship with it, there's always going to be the Pete Buttigieg song, Hi Ho. Oh, God. And it's with the same voice. I mean, there's just no, there's no getting around it. There's really not. There's nothing that we can do. You're right. I will say this, though. As far as, like, uh, uh, collaboration goes with her, she is, like, very open about, like, writing songs with people and like seeks out new like partnerships in that regard all the time. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. it's a really like big part of her work is like forging these like creative alliances. Uh, And I think that is cool and rad. I agree. And I thought it was so fun 
in um, Miss Americana to see her right on the fly with people, how, yeah. um, how comfortable she was yes. writing on the fly and like trying things. Right. Holly Ray Jepsen is the same way. Oh, like, yeah. Like you can tell when you watch videos of her in the studio, like how willing to Rick she is. Like I, it's just like the most fascinating process. And they both, I feel like they both kind of approach it in a similar way. And they're Definitely. having so much fun. I think that they Which are is, both, they are kind of cut from the same cloth and that they're just like, I think they're con- their attitude is kind of like, well, I'm bored. Why don't I write a great song? I know. Imagine being like that. I know. Because like, there's that story that like, we, you and I, I'm pretty sure have talked about it on this show before, but that thing that like she wrote, Carly Rae Jepsen wrote like 200 songs for her latest album. And this is just like the best of those. Yes. Well, That's insane. That, it has to be the most amazing feeling pairing those down. Cause you know, like if you write something and it's like kind of garbage, but at least you did it. Mm-hmm. The best part is like going through and making it better I think is the most satisfying part and because right. something already exists like the paring down becomes yes. fun and like the refinement becomes fun mm-hmm. so I mean if you're making an album you have fucking 250 <laughs> songs it's like I mean what yes. a ride like even if it's yes. super hard it's like you made 250 songs oh my god there are like there are great bands who that's their entire body of work is 200 songs yeah oh. and she just does it for she does it in like two years yeah like that the idea of that being just like how your brain like the direction your brain naturally goes like, yeah. I'm going to be, like, feeling like you haven't done a complete day unless you write one to two incredible pop songs. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that. It's oh, the coolest thing. Oh, yeah. It I is. mean, she's the best. So delightful. She's so good. Um, should we talk a little bit about uh, Phoebe Bridgers while I've got you here? I would love to talk about Phoebe Bridgers. Uh, she's so good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's it. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> what about her? Oh, just that, talking, like... We talking Punisher? Well, I mean, I think we should for a little bit. But, like, in terms of people, I think she kind of fits into that same thing of just, like, people who are super creative, it's just, like, their default mode to be, like, making things. And she is also someone who's, like, very loud and proud about, like her collaboration and like how that's such a huge part of her creative life. And I just, I I feel like we are in a nice little moment right now where creative communities are getting the love that they need rather than having this like aggro, mostly male uh, obsession with just like doing everything yourself. uh, And just like, like not to pick on our favorite guy from the last time we talked to James Murphy, but (laughs) (laughs) like, the, the the model of like going into a studio, playing every instrument yourself, and then just like fine tuning on a computer with like everything you've done from there is like not really in at all at the moment. And I think that that is good and fine and great. Yeah, I agree with you. I think most artistic processes. I mean, when some when something is so like masculine for so long, like when when anyone who isn't a man tries to get involved. I feel like the impulse a lot of the time, at least it's, it's been for me 
in like creative things is like oh I have to approach this the way that like uh, the James Murphys would you know right, like exactly. that's like that's the way you do it and that's the way how like you survive in this like ecosystem like you have Jack like man or whatever mm-hmm. so I think I think it's cool that like that like collaborative vulnerability is yeah people are like talking about it more and what I loved about the Phoebe thing is I I think like I I read something where she said like a lot of the songs on um Stranger in the Alps are like really old and she had like worked on them alone over a number of years and um it took her like a really long time and then for this one she had gotten like so much more comfortable with like what worked for her and like working with people and Mm. just like being more open as a writer and like knowing that she was good like obviously she was good the whole time but right. once you understand that about yourself you can just kind of go for it yeah I mean and then we end up with this which yeah. is like yep you yeah you were good the whole time yes I think that's so true and I think it's also just like 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 you and I talked about the album as being like mad that we weren't teenagers when it came out so that we could just like drive around and feel sorry for ourselves while listening to it. Yeah, I definitely feel that way. And it's like, it's the kind of thing where like, you know, connecting, just like connecting that to the, to the, the, the collaboration side of things. It's like, who knows if she would feel able to do something of this magnitude had she not had this like community of people behind her at the beginning yeah I don't know I mean maybe we wouldn't have it right now seriously what we're trying to say is we believe in people working together (laughs) (laughs) the moral of the story (laughs) wait what's your what's your favorite song on Punisher I mean, my 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 go to is is Kyoto because it's like you know it's it's just like it's the bop you know. Oh yeah, it is the bop. Uh, but it's but once you get past that, uh, it's like oh I don't know, it's very hard to choose. Halloween, Halloween, Chinese Satellite, uh, I see you. I mean, they're all like, it's probably Chinese Satellite, Tbh. Yeah, Chinese Satellite one. is the best song on the album. That's fantastic. I mean, maybe, maybe I know the end is, but I feel like that is like a fully different entity, like floating above our heads. I don't even yeah. really think about it as on the album. Yes. <laughs> but I love, I love Chinese Satellite. Definitely. And I think it, to me, it goes really well with them. Um, in, in isolation, I've been doing something really healthy, which is the one-two punch of Chinese Satellite plus Something to Believe by Wise Blood, which <laughs> both deal with like... Um, space and uh, are, are very like existential in the same way and they they both make me feel like I'm on a little kickboard from swim lessons but like in the sky like in space and I don't uh-huh. know where to get where I'm going so when I'm chasing that feeling which is often yeah um, I'll listen to those two in a row and it uh it is I, I am depressed <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> great album. Proud so of her. good. Oh man, she rocks. <laughs> also, a great Playboy shoot. Oh yeah, just really Love good. To see it. 
top notch. Um, of course, the next thing we have to look forward to is the Lana Del Rey spoken word album. Oh yeah, when does that come out? I mean, she has a, a an album of music too in September, right? Yeah. Well, hold on. Does she? Maybe I'm thinking of the spoken word album. Yeah. So the um, uh, the book it's like her, it's like her poetry. And like the book comes out in September and this comes out on next, wait, no, this Wednesday. Oh, so soon. Yeah. Violet bent backwards over the grass. So it's the audio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's like over like, you know, music tracks and stuff, you know? Right, 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 right. Um, she has a a the first title on the uh, the first title track on the album is called "L.A." Who am I to love you? Oh my God, Lana! <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel like that's all I needed to be like. Yep. Okay. Where can I buy <laughs> this, please? <laughs> love that. <laughs> Another. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I'm go ahead. Curious about it. Oh no! I, I was just gonna say I'm curious about it. I I have um zero expectation i feel like she's been a real live wire lately Who knows i was just going like. to say uh another problematic bay lana del rey uh at oh, the yeah. moment she um is. someone put on twitter today it was like a picture of her next to a picture of taylor swift and it was like if in 20 if 2016 we told you that one of these women would be dating a cop and posting apologies on on Instagram video on Instagram regularly which one do you think it would be oh my god that is wild it's crazy just like I I mean she she broke up with the cop right I think that's true yeah okay it's just wild to think of like Lana I am fucking crazy but I am free Del Rey yeah with a cop but you know I mean She's like <laughs> the quote in in Molly Lambert's interview with her. The line she gets from her is, "He's a good cop, though. He sees both sides." <laughs> no, gotta hear both sides, Lana. You gotta, gotta hear both hear sides. Them out. You gotta hear them out. <laughs> oh wow! I mean, Lana's like though her music has retained its its original spirit. I mean, she's like. An out Maximista. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's She's got true. a few love, laugh, love pillows. Who knows? Who yeah, knows yeah. what's behind the curtain? <laughs> well, I, Chloe, would love to take this moment to transition from female artists who we think are doing great stuff to an old male artist who I love but can't understand. Okay. And I'm talking, of course, about a guy we talk about on the show all the time, uh, Bruce Springsteen, who I was just telling you is doing these like these radio shows from his home where he like DJs tracks on his serious channel and then will like talk in between the tracks. Mm-hmm. Now, as you may or may not know, everyone's criticism of Bruce Springsteen the only one that has ever really stuck throughout his entire career is that he is like too earnest and like serious a person to be like, to have that true, like chaotic rock spirit. Right. And I am not, I am not one to weigh in on whether or not that's a valid criticism, but I will say if that is your, uh, 
stance on him, then you need look no further than his like spoken word interludes on the radio show to get all the evidence you need that this guy is just kind of a pompous ass. No, is he? I'm actually, I don't know why, but I'm surprised about this. My, okay. my Bruce Springsteen knowledge is admittedly limited. Well, sure. But like, what, what's an example? Like, what does he say? Are you going to play one? Oh, I am definitely going to play one. Okay, thank God. So this is, I'm going to share my screen so that you can um, hear the audio. Okay. Uh, so this is him talking about um, going uh, skinny dipping. Okay. Oh, is this him? Is this... this is him oh. talking. I like his shoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he looks great. <laughs> so this is Bruce Springsteen talking about skinny dipping. Okay. There is nothing like the sea at night when the water is slightly warmer than the air. Even though the air is humid after a 95 degree day. God, I love swimming at night. It is all darkness and mystery. It is the void. And it must be done naked. Clothes at the waterline, please. Do this. And my pilgrims, you will become cleansed. Never will the evening air or a kiss on the beach or a dry towel ever feel so good again. The walk to the car will be filled with starlit grace, and you will never forget it. And once you hit the water, you will be covered in the blossoming beauty of your youth, no matter how old you are. And whoever you're with, you will always remember them. Um, okay. Right. You know, I do, okay, here are my initial thoughts. I didn't know this existed until two minutes ago. Yeah, this is my big bomb I'm dropping on you. It is, I feel very overwhelmed. I will say, does it sound like Beto O'Rourke wrote it and posted it to Medium? Yes. <laughs> but I do think it's kind of nice. Okay. I, I kind of like it. I think it's nice <laughs> that it's earnest. But it also kind of reminds me of that scene in The Parent Trap where she has to skinny dip because she lost the poker game. And then they, like, take her clothes. Like, when oh, yeah. she said, like, oh, you have to do this naked. I was like, Jesus Christ, Annie, they're going to come take your clothes. From the <laughs> Hell so yes. Panic. <laughs> but you know what? I I think on, my earnest reaction is that I thought that was kind of nice. Okay, so this is shocking to me. <laughs> really? I thought we would be able to poke fun at this thing for the next hour. <laughs> what what are what are your thoughts? I well, part of it is just like the way he delivers it must be done naked. Well, how is he supposed to talk? How do you expect Bruce Springsteen to talk? Look, I like the guy he's talking about taking all his clothes and off and swimming in the ocean. And I feel like him yeah, talking that about it. Sick, Cole. I, I know, but I'm, I'm saying the way he's he's delivering it as if he's like reading from the Bible. <laughs> I mean, as, as the pilgrim, last, basically, the <laughs> you will be cleansed. 
I think it's nice. You have to also realize that the last thing I said basically on this show was that I love listening to two songs back to back that make me feel like maybe aliens are real so I can believe in something. <laughs> so you can imagine that this might be pleasant for me. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if it's if it's trying to like, you know, balance out whatever's going on with you, then like I think that's <laughs> I think that's really cool that he can do that. So like how are people dunking on it like what do people say so here i thought i was gonna get to be the first one to dunk on it and it turns out i'm the only one at the party oh you are i thought okay from what you said i thought this was like a like a well-known i'm I'm looking at the the replies to it someone says um this isn't how like i remember it i got a warning from the police department (laughs) now that's funny Okay. Well, I mean, no, people love it. <laughs> they're just saying, they're just replying with like a heart emoji and like, love this story, Bruce. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. <laughs> this is what they call a swing and a miss, Chloe Bryan. No, I think it's great that we disagree on it. Yeah, you're I right. Think it's, I it's think beautiful. it speaks to, to Bruce's broad appeal that we yes. have such different expectations of what he's going to be like when he talks about nude swimming. <laughs> My pilgrim, you will be cleansed. <laughs> At least admit like that, that my like pilgrim that. is goofy. At least admit that my no, pilgrim like, is goofy. It does have like a little bit God's the Bible vibe. <laughs> I, I get that. I'm not saying I'm proud of feeling lulled to sleep by it but I, I did save the link <laughs> <laughs> what is it i thought you and i were gonna be able to make fun of this old man and instead you're just gonna be like listening to this radio show over and over again <laughs> i mean that's still a good thing you've you've made a positive impact just not in the way you anticipated. <laughs> yes i've helped you and everyone else this is where Actually, i finally I- lose the audience sorry go ahead <laughs> I um have been in uh I'm back in Brooklyn now but I've been in Tennessee for a couple months um recovering from an injury and uh so I was driving around in the car with my mom a lot and mm-hmm. she um loved to play the new the newest um Bruce Springsteen album. Oh really? Yeah. Wow, I would love to talk about this. It's great. It's, it's so good. <laughs> but but I feel like that that album kind of dovetails with this corny narration. It is yes. pretty corny. Sure. Like, I feel like he just had a nice a nice day at Sleepy Joe's and he's taking a dip. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Man, I'm so happy you, refer- you referenced the song Sleepy Joe's Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they, they're part of the same... Um, Western Stars Cinematic Universe. Oh, yeah. Did you see the movie, the concert movie? No, I haven't. Oh, man, it's so good, too. He does a little bit of this where he, like, he'll play a couple songs and then it'll cut to him, like, on horseback talking for a little bit. Oh, that's great. (laughs) And then it'll come back. I really liked Western Stars. I thought as far as, like, you know, it's tough. It's tough to age in this, uh, in pop music and rock music. And I just, I feel like that's exactly the kind of album that this guy should be making at 70. Oh, wow. I didn't know he was 70. 70 years old this year. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, you were making fun of him? Yeah, this is an old, old yeah. coot. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen, retire, bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tweet the link to this now. <laughs> <laughs> no, never stop. We love him. <laughs> we love him. We do. Bruce, please don't die. No, don't. Don't die. <laughs> For the love of God, I'll be so mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really liked it. Um, and I, it's so funny you mentioned that because I was, I was just listening to the song Chasing Wild Horses today. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what's next for a, for a Chloe Bryan? What does this year hold in terms of the next music criticism that I force you into doing? What do you think is next? What... What music criticism do you think you're going to force me into? Yeah. Well, I would love for you to do a um, an American Idol episode. You won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. What's coming out, man? Uh, what have I even been listening to? I don't know. Literally Phoebe Bridgers. That's it. And that's it. Yeah. You know uh, what I would love to talk about in the future? Okay. Have we had a Carly, uh, like a full Carly Rae Jepsen? I don't think we've, Jepsen? you and I haven't. Uh, uh, me and Fran Hoffner talked about the most recent album uh, about oh, a year amazing. or so ago. Amazing. Um, but yeah, we should do that. We should do like, we should, do we should undergo one of these mammoth projects and like rank every song she's ever done. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I think I would have a really hard time with that. I did, I once did a, um, I didn't even make it. I just completed a Carly Rae Jepsen bracket that was like really well seated. Oh, and I nice. cried. I, wow. like, I had, I had such a hard time doing it that I, I teared up. I think wow. I had to choose between like run away with me and cut to the feeling. And I was like, oh yeah, that's impossible. It's just, I mean, I mean, you get it. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely insane thing to do. Um, Beyonce has a new album coming out uh, July 31st. Oh, really? Yeah. Black is King. Same day as, according to the Billboard uh, release calendar, the new Rascal Flats EP. Oh, now that's... uh, Well, let's talk about that. That will be an episode. We just talk about those two releases. (laughs) Beyonce versus Rascal Flatts. Yes. A pretty a pretty hard call. <laughs> I will say that um my uh the the slogan for my high school graduating class mm-hmm. was Life is a highway, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Isn't there something with Life is a Highway where it's like they had to change the lyrics? I don't know. I feel like I heard something about the lyrics being different than they were originally, but I don't know enough about it to talk <laughs> further, so we're going to have to pivot to a different subject. Well, I couldn't Google it in time. <laughs> well, uh, supposedly Lana Del Rey's act, like new music album is also coming out in September, and it is called Chemtrails Over the Country Club. Oh. According to Billboard magazine, which is a great time. Wow. Man, she rocks. I don't care who Chem- knows it. Chemtrails Over the Country Club? Chemtrails Over the Country Club. Wow. Isn't that great? That's great. That's just you remember really when good. Kylie Jenner like wondered about chemtrails? Yes. 
That was amazing. <laughs> I hope that Kylie Jenner finds out what's happening with chemtrails. And I think that maybe she could do that when this album comes out. <laughs> yeah. Kylie Jenner just being like, well, since it's topical, I'd love to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> just like 75 planes spraying white stuff into the sky. Am I the only one seeing this? Yes. Like, no, it's plain. <laughs> just no one takes her seriously. One of them is just like, and also the honeybees are dying fast. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love it. It's so, it's so beautiful to me. Uh, well, as I was saying, we were just about out of time <laughs> for our episode here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Folks should check, uh, check out Tart Magazine, obviously. They know that already. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, please do. My face is uh, bright red because I hate promotion so much. I cannot do it. So I appreciate you bringing it up. Yes, it's it's my pleasure. And thanks again for coming on and talking about Taylor and a bunch of other stuff uh, at last minute notice. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Bye. Bye. There is nothing like the sea at night when the water is slightly warmer than the air, even though the air is humid after a 95-degree day. God, I love swimming at night. It is all darkness and mystery. It is the void, and it must be done naked. Clothes at the waterline, please. Do this, and my pilgrims, you will become cleansed. Never will the evening air or a kiss on the beach or a dry towel ever feel so good again. The walk to the car will be filled with starlit grace and you will never forget it. And once you hit the water, you will be covered in the blossoming beauty of your youth no matter how old you are. And whoever you're with, you will always remember them. Hi, this is Jimmy. Well, that's the end of the music, but it's not the end of the show. For those of you computer literate parrot heads out there, stick this CD into your computer and you can see an enhanced video of what we do and what we say backstage behind the scenes.